Welcome to the Memberships Mastermind Podcast, the podcast that helps you create a profitable membership that serves you and your family. Hi, we're Paul and Melissa Pruitt, and we help online entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow their memberships. Each month, we host two live Memberships Mastermind Zoom calls, where we coach and collaborate with other membership site owners all over the world. On each podcast episode, we bring you one question that the Mastermind worked through. You'll get ideas and strategies that you can start implementing right away. So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome Welcome to to the the Memberships Mastermind Mastermind Podcast. We're next going to go to Cheryl. My question is, I've been in a launch for the back-end membership after my immersion course. I sold it in June when they finished their course as a pre-sale. And this last week, I've been doing the sale into the program, which is starting now. And this last week, I had one purchaser. I had like 18 purchasers back in June. As a last-ditch effort in the next couple of days to see if I can bring some more couples into the ongoing monthly program is to say, if you join the monthly program and you're a member in good standing, you can go through the Couples Become Passion Immersion program again with me and with the new group. I guess the question is, what are your thoughts on that? Do you recommend it? Any pros or cons? To me, it's zero more work for me, of course, to have them go through the course again. It's a benefit to the couples because it's an immersion program. And even if you're exposed to all the ideas, you're certainly not mastering all the exercises or a perfect couple. I'm sure not. And I've been doing it for 30 years in my relationships. So just thoughts on that and any advice or guidance. And then if I could go question part B, it's really small. Any ideas for a brilliant subject line to get them to open that email? (laughs) Great. (laughs) We have opinions, of course. So let's open it to the group, though. Has anybody had experience or maybe you've lived through this yourself personally, you bought into an offer? So it could be either side where you had like a course that was offered on the back end was a membership. And it potentially was a higher price membership because on the back end, part of the packaging of that membership was that you would have access to the future versions of that course as long as you are an active member at the time that that course is released. Has anybody done that or lived through that? It's a talkative group today. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I did that and I absolutely enjoyed it and I took full advantage of it and it worked out great. And I was very glad that I did it. And I mean, I don't know if there's much more I can say about it than that, but from a user experience, I thought it was a big win. It was a great incentive for when I subscribed initially last year. It's kind of like that overlapping content concept too, where you get that future deal that you have to stay with it to get the future. But yeah, it works. I mean, it's a win-win, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else have any input? Any different experiences? So we we do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we do have our Facebook ads course that we've had that we've launched the last several years. And anybody that's in like our inner circle membership and or now our adaptive marketing membership has access at that level. It is, if you think about it, that whole member in good standing. So in the moment that somebody makes a purchase for yeah. that, typically... There is a time frame that's between now and when that next course is delivered. Right. So now you have a built-in retention piece that is future-paced. Yeah. So, so you have the ability to have this future hook 
that could be the number one reason why they invested in what they're doing now also. As long as however you deliver your core offer, like your, your course doesn't get interrupted by, because you have to keep in mind like that, that model is made definitely when you're doing like Facebook lives, you're doing things where you serve one to many. Could you only imagine like, you know, those that are not listening to podcasts, but that are actually on this physical call that if we had 500 people on this call, mm-hmm. you know, that it's something, so some things don't scale that well. So yeah. what I just want you to be careful of when doing those type of promises is that if you're doing more hands-on high touch, even though you have the benefit of the membership and there's people making, you know, coming through is that the people that paid the full price coming in through the program might not have the same experience going through the course if their question is one of like 500 versus mm-hmm. one of like 50, that would be the normal as an example. So that would be my only caveat if you're doing like a high touch mm-hmm. setup, because it's going to change the, the course experience for people. There's a lot more in there. What I will tell you, and we've done this. So with, with adaptive membership, when we did our course launch in February, our adaptive members were able to come through that with the new course people that came through as well. And what was wonderful about that is that also helped naturally for when the transition happened of the people coming through the course to go into the membership, Yeah, they didn't realize they were already surrounded by a whole bunch of people that were in the membership already. So the people that were in the community sold everybody into the membership more than we had to. Mm-hmm. So right. there was a less of a lift because they just spent the last X amount of weeks with all these other people on the calls and then come to find out all these people are actually already in the thing that we're, we're talking about the, the offer to bring people into. Great. So I was is... wondering about that. So I'm glad you spoke to it directly. It makes sense, right? You're mm-hmm. like, what's this thing you're talking about? The special class you had with Cheryl last week, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for all of us to just make sure that one offer does not cannibalize the other offer. So you just sort yeah. of always think through like do a little Ben Franklin method. What's the pros and cons mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on doing this? Not just from your own perspective, but think about mm-hmm. it from the member and or the course perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the biggest difference for us is that when somebody comes through the course, like that's very intense in the, in the, the training and the, and the support is on a higher level. So they bought the course and they went through it. So they, and they get lifetime access to that version. Yeah. So they decide not to go into the membership. It has different deliverables. But what happens is that those that are in the membership, if you're embedding the course like backwards, is that the gatekeeper? Like, is it only a back end or are you allowing people to come through? That's a different thought that you have to think about as well. Like, does, I didn't does 100% quite understand of people, that. Yeah. So, do 100% of the people have to come through? Is it truly a back end membership for you? Yeah. 100,000%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, have, okay. you have to have done the. So they have to have the fundamentals in order to go in yeah. there. So, yeah. So you'll, you'll be okay then. So because who you just explained is like last year, the offer wasn't done that well. This year was fixed. So right, because okay. people at, at the live event were allowed the direct purchase and go right into the membership and it created a lot of confusion. Okay. So, so just that, that's why I wanted to bring up the, just so you like think. Yeah, no, it was just really helpful. I. I'm newer to the membership space. I'm I mean, fairly adept in the course space now, but yeah, I thought, oh, that is a really interesting way to, to sweeten the deal. I actually think it would improve the next round of the course to have 20 original gangsters in there asking some questions because people are often a little shy to ask questions anyway. So I appreciate you bringing that to my attention, but I thought, no, if anything, I will augment the new people's experience or not impact them one way or the other. It certainly wouldn't take away, at least now. I mean, if I end up with that 
good problem later that the course is bringing so many people in that I would split them or something. Yeah. I'd give the, the monthly membership people a separate call with me or something, but I wouldn't need to do it first time around. Yeah. And then the last thing, if anybody's feeling creative, any ideas for a great subject line to get them to open it? I mean, I'm playing with something like, you know, would you love to do Become Passion again for free? Read now. Become Passion is the name of the immersion course they're all super familiar with that they've done. But, you know, if you got anything better, yeah, pop yeah. a mind, I'll take it. So Carrie did raise her hand. I'm not sure if it was for that or the, the previous thing. So I'm going to have her come up. And actually, it was more for the previous thing. I'm just going to say one thing that I have learned, though, with help sessions, the new people get very intimidated when the experienced people are asking tough questions. And so I have actually moved to actually splitting my new people in a separate help session from my experienced people, because I, I mean, I've literally had people like have said, I need to leave because this is just way over my head. Yeah. And so just recognize that your old people will be more comfortable, but they also will ask things that maybe your new people aren't ready to hear. So yeah, it's excellent that. feedback. Thank you, Carrie. Luckily, I, I won't run into it because I don't have a group. They don't interact with each other. And the way I deliver their weekly live Q&A, which augments all the recorded course, is on Demio where they email me their questions. So I'll ah. curate the questions. So I'm not luckily going to run into okay. someone asking a super sophisticated question and overwhelming the new people who are like, I'll never get there. Otherwise, it's, it's great feedback for a different model for sure. For all of us, just to keep in mind, if you do a front-end course, back-end memberships work really well. And if you have this type of hook and incentive, if you are doing like a semi-annual or annual launch into your course, less than 8% of people typically complete online courses in, as a general rule of thumb. So that means 92% of the people that just went through your course program are behind one way or the other. Life happened, got distracted. They made an impulse buy originally. They're not caught up. There's a, a, a thousand different reasons why. So this, this is a great solution-based thing to, to get people that are indoctrinated. They want a place and a space to be able to ask questions and follow up or get caught up. Great. Um, I want to thank Pam for saying if I use free in the subject line, it may flag sp a spam, which I didn't know. So yeah. great advice. I won't use the word free in the subject line. And I think that when you were talking about the subject line, it's really all about creating that curiosity mm. and just getting them to want to open it up. So mm. what you had said was really, it was good. It was really quite literal. Like this is what you're going to get, but even just something, again, that curiosity, I've never done this before. Open, yeah. like, open to find out, or like it, you definitely need to massage that more, but you know what yeah. I mean? Something that's just like, what, what have you never done before? You know, or, or like a new opportunity just for you yeah. open to find out so that they get just a little bit of curiosity to, to click it and open it up. Excellent. Yeah, so just, just always think the subject line, as most of us saying, it, it's, its job is just to get people to open that email. Yeah. So a lot of us are very literal in that first line, and we basically give people reasons just to click delete. Yeah. It's like seeing a number 10 size envelope and you're like, oh, okay, that's a bill or garbage, whatever. We're just going to put it. It's like you want something that's a hook. So think of that as a truly yeah. as a headline that's going to get people and its only job is to get people to open the email. So create curiosity. So that's what you want. You, you mm -hmm. want it almost like a punchline to the joke is they have to open up the email to get the punchline. <laughs> that's so, usually one of my superpowers, but my meditation brain is a little less literal today. So we'll see what I come up with. Yeah, I mean, we, we normally do the most oddball things. We'll say like, I almost didn't send this email today. Yeah. And that's right. it. I like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and it's like, why, why, what is it? You know, just, I just want curiosity for people to open it up. Great. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live Zoom calls twice a month. You'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.